This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis. We want to look again this morning at those last two verses there in chapter 2 of 1 Peter. We're taking our time and gleaning out of these uh, great truths. Uh, what they, uh, what, what, what we find here, yes. I wish all of you would take your Bible, read it and study it, and, uh, uh, then, uh, let me know that you're doing that. Read with me, day by day. Read the, uh, next chapter there, chapter 3 of, uh, First Peter. That's where we're gonna be, uh, pretty soon. It'll make a lot of difference in your life, my friend. Let your reading, uh, let your uh, family uh, hear you reading. Let your children hear you reading. And then let them hear you pray. Uh, pray for them. Pray with them. Take your Bible and have a portion of every, every night. And I guarantee you, you'll see the results in your own children. Turn the television off uh, at night and sit down with your family there after supper. And uh, my friend, you, you uh, mothers and dads, and spend a a, a little while there with your children. That's what they need. That's what our families need. They need to be called in off of the street and uh, get ready for bed and then sit down and have a, a family devotion with them and let the father or the mother, uh, one or both, pray. Let them hear you praying for them, my friend. D- don't you know that blesses a child's heart to hear the mother pray for my daughter, for my son, pray for those that's gone on out into the world. Lord, bring them back. My friend, That's that's... Why don't? Why not do that? Are we going to turn our children over to the Satan? Are we just going to let them go without a protest? No, I say no, my friend. Uh, you could listen to their problems and talk about their school day and, and then read God's Word and pray with them and for them. My friend, you say, well, I'm not saved. Nowhere do we see where you have to be saved to pray. No, no. What, what do you think it would do to your children, my friend, is to just confess unto them, say, now, the mother's, mother's not saved, but she wants to, to read the Scriptures so that you all understand the Scriptures and uh, pray with you that the Lord will lead you and guide you and perchance have mercy upon you. My friend, it'll do something to you. No, no. Someone has said that prayer doesn't change the Lord, but it changes he who prays, my friend. That's right. My friend, that's exactly right. Uh, Satan's business is to is to lie, and he doesn't want you to pray, especially uh, in front of your family and your friends. I know what I'm talking about. I've been there one day, and our Lord broke that in my heart and saved me, and I never stopped praising the Lord for it. No, no, don't leave off the praying. Don't leave off your Bible reading. Don't leave all that to the preacher to pray for your family and your friends. Folks right in here all the time wanting us to pray, and we do. We, we appreciate you doing that. But, my friend, what about your praying? Now, in the last three verses of that uh, first chapter of, uh, of, of Peter, First Peter chapter 2, last three verses there, we find Peter speaking once again about our Lord. Listen to verse 23. <laughs> Who, uh, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. I wish I wish you'd uh, think about that verse, that that last portion of that verse. There it says he committed himself to him that judges rightly. Have you not read where the soldiers of Pilate took Jesus and scourged him, and and uh, first they spit in his face, and they plucked out his beard, and, and he answered not a word. Then they took him and stripped him down to the waist and took the Roman scourge. 
You know what the Roman scourge was, my friend? It was a whip with many uh, tails, as it were, uh, tied to a wooden handle. And it had metal thongs, uh, sharp pieces of metal, attached to every one of those uh, leather thongs. And when they lashed his back, the flesh was torn away, my friend. Yes. Yes. I don't know how many times they... Uh, they uh, 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 striped him? No. But I know that the Bible says he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. Then we see he was oppressed and he was afflicted, and yet he opened not his mouth. No man, no, no mortal man, no, no mortal man could have taken the punishment that he took and remained silent. Now, my friends, I, I, I just don't believe we could have. But he never railed on those who persecuted him, those who scourged him. No, he cried out. Listen. He cried out. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. But look, if you will, there in verse 21. He threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. He knew, he knows, that he stood there being judged by unholy men, but by ungodly men. He submitted to all their punishment, but he committed himself to he, to his heavenly Father, who judges righteously. Do you ever read that verse over there where it says, the God of all the earth doth right? That's what the Lord does. The God of all the earth doth right. My friend, I wish you'd get that verse and look it up. Yes, he committed himself unto his heavenly Father's hand. Are you and I willing to do that, uh, uh, my friend, uh, unto the Lord? Are we willing to wait upon the Lord? Are we content to let the Lord uh, fight our battles? To, or, or to we just run ahead of the Lord and make a mess out of everything that we touch? Listen to verse 24. Who in his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Christ our Savior bore our sins. He bore my sins. Let's make it personal this morning, my friend. He took my sins as his very own. He took on all of my sins as though they were his own. He accepted the sins of all of God's elect, and he paid for them with his own blood. Are you saved this morning, my listener friend? Are you washed in that precious blood? Do you know anything about having been saved? Or you just, do you just go on thinking all the while, well, you know, this is all there is? No. Salvation is not a think so. Salvation is not a mental decision. Salvation is not getting all emotional and worked up and, uh, at some uh, funeral or at some uh, high-powered high uh, evangelistic meeting where there's a lot of uh, charismatic trumping and going on that's not salvation my friend the lord hadn't done the lord says the bible says everything in order everything in order my friend you look it up look up that word yes uh paul the great old apostle said in one place i know whom i have believed and he is able to keep that which i've committed unto him against that day paul knew that he was saved every born again one knows uh, he is saved. He knows what he was before he was saved. He knows uh, uh, what he's saved to and what he was saved from, my friend. No one can shake God's child 
off of that sure foundation? No, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. There is no other foundation uh, laid other than our Lord Jesus Christ. I tell you this morning, it means something to be saved, my friend. Now, we're living in a day of, of all of this frivolity and a little uh, believing-ism and everybody's saved and nobody wants to rock the boat and nobody asks their friends, uh, you know, are you saved? Are you a child of God? Nobody asks that. Our young people meet and marry. They have no idea. They have no clue as to where, what kind of uh, spiritual life the other one has. They don't worry about that. All they worry about now is uh, getting married and going on out into life and having a good high-youping time. But, my friend, salvation means something uh, to, to the born-again believer. It means knowing Christ, the Son of God, uh, who took your place. He was the substitute for our sin. Listen, sin must be paid for. This is a consequence for sin. If you don't, if you don't have a substitute this morning, you're on the shaky ground. Yes, for you cannot pay your sin debt except to spend eternity separated from God. Is that how you plan on paying your sin debt? Are you leaning on your own merits uh, this morning? Have you? Uh, uh, are you supposing that God will overlook your sin? He won't. The soul that sinneth it shall die, and after that the judgment. You can't hide from God. You can't escape from his uh, presence. Then why not run to Christ? Why not fall in submission at his feet? Oh, you say, I'll never bow my knee to anyone, but you will. My friend, God's word tells us, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. My friend, that includes your knee. Your old knees, they may be all crippled up with arthritis. They may be bunged up there and had a knee replacement where you can't hardly bend and get up. But did you know one day that knee will bow to Christ? Maybe not in this life. Maybe you can brag and say, I'll never bow my knee to that uh, imposter. That's what folks are saying. But my friend, at the great white judgment, you'll be bowing down there. Did you know you won't be able to say a word? The Lord will call up, call your name out of the book. And the recording angel will look through the book and he'll say, Lord, his name's not there. Oh, brother so-and-so's name is not here. You know what the Lord will say? Depart from me, I never knew you. And the angel will take you and cast you into outer darkness. And you won't be able to say a word. You won't be able to say, well, I was a member of, of First Church of Algiers. I was a member of First Church of New Orleans. I was a, a this and I was a that. And I gave and I did and I worked. And I, no, you won't be able to say that. The Lord won't put up with all of that. Now, now, my friend, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that you can reason with the Lord. He said, come now, let us reason together. Do you, uh, do you, do you ever reason with the Lord? I do. I say, Lord, you, you call me here. You place me here. And Lord, give me your message. Lord, uh, can't I just reason with you about my family? My children, my grandchildren, can't I reason with you about the members of this church? Those who tell me that they're lost, I bring them to you, Lord. Can't we just reason about them? You know they're sinners. I know they're sinners. But you, your word says that Christ died for sinners. I bring them here to you this morning, my, my Lord. And I bring them just like those four men brought their friend there, the paralytic, who was crippled and laid in a bed. And they came to that house where the Lord was preaching and teaching, and they couldn't get in because of the masses of the people. And they went up on the roof and took a bunch of the, the tiles off the roof and got four ropes and let that man down in front of the Lord. And the Lord said, I've not seen so great faith 
in Israel. And he said to take up thy bed and walk. And Lord, that's what I do this morning. I'm just reasoning with you out of your word. Reasoning with you. You tell me to come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Lord, I'm coming to you this morning with a heavy burden. This work here, this uh, great uh, missionary work that you've put our hands to, it's a great burden this morning. But uh, you said, uh, my yoke is easy and my, my burdens are light. Lord, I know that. I've experienced that. I know that you're burdened to light. Many times I don't have the strength even to carry the light burdens, but you do. Would you just give me that strength this morning? That's reasoning with the Lord, my friend. You can do that. You can't come holding up yourself as anybody. No, no, no. You leave all of that braggadocia at home, my friend. I see the generation of folks who've grown up here. They're so smart. They can have their way. We see the dope peddlers and the dope addicts and the drug addicts that go about bringing havoc and murder and murdering those folks and who oppose them. But one day they'll all bow. We see the high-rolling preachers and evangelists, proud of who they are, proud of their ministry, as they call it. And they know not one thing about the grace of God nor the love of God. They only build up their financial empire. They have... Uh, uh, lavish, they live lavishly under all the covering there. And there's, there's much wine, women, and song. My friend, I know what I'm speaking about. I've, I've, I've been in there, I've been there. I know all about it. But one day they'll come down. My heart goes out to them, but my sympathy is with the Lord. Where is your sympathy this morning, sinner? Is it with the Lord? Our Lord hates sin. He died for sinners, but those who want to have their own way, those who are stubborn and stout-hearted, living in sin, loving their sin, caring not for their soul, uh, one day they'll come to that judgment throne of God. God will not uh, always strive with you, my friend. No, he'll not. No, no. If you'd just rather go to hell uh, than to bow your knee to the Lord in repentance, how stubborn our, our folks are. But I know one thing, God is able to... To break that stout heart, my friend. And then remember the old Trailblazer's address, the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to attend Fellowship Weekend, October 27th through 29th at the First Baptist Church of Algiers. Join listeners from near and far for this time of old-time preaching, dinner and lunch on the grounds, and fellowship. For information and local lodging options, call the church office at 225-664-8658. That's 225-664-8658. We look forward to seeing you soon. 